podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to Hell on Hills podcast. I'm Rice. I'm Amanda. And welcome. I'm pretty sure I've already told Amanda I got stories for her. Mm-hmm. More, I guess, maybe not stories, but updates. And I wanted to share with everyone. Well, we're here. We're listening. Yeah. This is why we come here every week. Yeah. So would you like to start with Cody or my dad? Both great topics. Um, but I already know some of Cody. So let's go with Cody. Okay. Because, guys, he messed up. He did. He done fudged it up today mm-hmm. because you know why not test my husband's love for me and i've already asked i've already asked him before if he would love me as a worm mm-hmm. and he was he had to ask a million questions around it and i was like that's not <laughs> my question my question is would you still love me if i were a worm and then he's like yeah i guess so if i knew it was you and i knew you were the worm yes i would still love you okay great so today i decided let's let's test this again see if he remembers the worm discussion he did not um so i asked him if he would love me as a frog and lord the questions that followed he asked what (laughs) what type of frog and i said i don't know a poisonous frog what does that matter Uh, apparently it matters um i told him a poisonous frog and he said are you one of the frogs that if if I lick you, I'm going to, you know, see things like hallucinate. Because if so, then yes. Important, important question, that one. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not. I'm just a poisonous frog. Okay. And he he was like, well, are you going to be a frog forever? I don't know. I'm just a frog. Do I know it's you as a frog? Yes, it's me. You know, it's me as a frog. How did you become a frog? I don't know. Okay. We just know I'm a frog. <laughs> and then he's like, well. If I can't get the psychedelics from you, I don't know. We'll have to see. <gasps> Excuse you? Wait, why a worm, but not a frog? <laughs> I don't know. This conversation was then followed by um, him taking back what he said. Mm-hmm. And he then said, yes, I would love you as a frog if I knew it were you and all these things. I would even make sure you had a fancy little aquarium for yourself. And I just feel like it was too late for that. It's too late. You yeah. already you already messed up, bud. He already said, we'll see. And now my poisonous frog self now knows who we're poisoning first. <laughs> Honestly, it's your fault for not being a hallucinogenic frog. <laughs> Clearly. I didn't know that was <laughs> I didn't know that was a deal breaker, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Next time I will make sure I'm a hallucinogenic frog. He can whatever. Anyways, so that's Cody's fudge up, along with him also not feeding me. He promised me Panda Express, and here I am still waiting. So, And you're going to be waiting for what, another half hour? Another, well, he has to pick it up in half an hour, so close to 45 minutes. Unacceptable, no. So I've already, I had a snack so that Amanda didn't have to listen to my hangriness. But (laughs) Cody has been warned. He's been warned. All right. Are you ready for my dad then? Yes. So for our listeners, as a reminder, because Amanda's having a baby, we're trying to get some of our recordings done early. So the recording that just released, what was it? 104? I don't know. Whichever one. What? What recording? It was the voice one. No, that was last week. Oh. 
So whatever oh, was right. after Koisk is what just released, right? So it was episode 103. Are you looking at it? Yeah, it's 103. Okay. Then I'll stop looking for it. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so 103. You were close. Yeah, super close. So that's I. You would think I know I post them, but <laughs> I don't. Anyways, so he calls me and he's like, I've come to the conclusion and I didn't want, first of all, this is like right before work and stuff. So he's like, I didn't want to forget, but I wanted to let you know that you and Amanda are idiots. And I was like, you were going to forget that? You didn't want to, you were going to forget that? I'm no sorry. worries, we'll remind you. Don't, you listen to us weekly, dad. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the confusion here. Uh, followed by him making a comment about, I'm pretty sure you and Amanda both ate toxic chalk growing up and that's why you're idiots. And I told him, well, <laughs> I had to have learned it from somewhere, dad. Hey, who let us eat the toxic chalk? At dad. Least- at least my daughter ate non-toxic milk. <laughs> we learned, okay? We learned. Yeah. I learned from my mistakes, okay? Um, anyway, so yes, that is my dad telling me that apparently we eat we ate toxic chalk. What else did I tell you this morning? Oh, also Bash on Dash. Have, yeah, we have a new sa- segment, uh, mm-hmm. Bash on Dash. So we're all yep. just gonna allow you guys to send your bash dashes in. Wait, your dash bashes in. That's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Dash Your dash bashes. <laughs> and we'll just take a little segment and bash on dash for a minute. Mm-hmm. My dad did try to say, look, your dog, Maisie, is offspring of Dash. And I had to explain to my dad, <laughs> yeah, but she gets her brains from Izzy, the mom. So, you know, Dash has nothing to do with that. He argued. Which I will say, Maisie does have some Dash tendencies, but she's much smarter than Dash. I mean... And- if we're going by genetics, it is very possible that he's wrong. You're dead. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. He then also sat there and was like, I don't know where you get it from. And it's like, Dad, I get it from you. <laughs> Listen, let's put things, put two and two together. All the good things come from mom's side, okay? She has mm-hmm. great vision, great teeth, never needed braces. My mom's beautiful. All this Wait. stuff. I got... Hold on. We'll, we'll finish. We'll finish that. <laughs> I got my good looks from my mother. Okay. Uh-huh. The bad eyesight, the bad teeth. That's from my dad's side. Okay. Okay. That's dad. That's your side. You can't even try to throw that off on mother. All the bad. The only good thing I got from you right now, dad, my humor. Okay. I'm glad you clarified because the first thing I was going to say was like, <laughs> you were literally wearing glasses. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I clarified. I, I knew what you were going for, but that's why I was like, hold on, hold on. I'll get there. So dad, just remember, <laughs> I take after you. Okay. And I think we've established I'm not the milkman's child. Maybe our dad just painted our bedrooms with lead-based paint when we were young. Yeah. Dad, did you do that? Yeah, I bet you did. You know what, dad? Maybe this has to do with the trauma you guys made me go through living with two other people in the same room as me. Agreed, because I had that too. See? See? Yeah. Trauma. That's that's what it it is. And no, it may not have been forever, but my sister and I shared a bedroom for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure my sister was 15, 16 when she finally got her own room in the basement and was banished. (laughs) I was the favorite. I gotta stay upstairs. But... I don't know how old I was, but it was too damn old. Okay. That's what I know. Exactly. Before I got my own bedroom. Exactly. So point being, dad, is it's not the it's not the chalk. It's maybe the person that allowed us to eat said chalk. 
Just saying men's non-toxic. Don't add in yeah. there again, just to be sure. <laughs> we Googled, okay? We verified <laughs> that was non-toxic. <laughs> What'd you do for us, Dad, huh? Just wash out our mouths? Yeah, I'm sure. Anyways, so those are my stories. I feel like there might have been one more thing I was going to tell you. Oh, I am drinking a Red Bull. Uh-huh. Yes, it is 7 o'clock at night, which means <laughs> that my food should be picked up in 30 minutes. Um, because doctors are torturing me. I have to stay up until 11 to do a shot in my butt. Which is just like... <laughs> I feel like that's the last thing you want to drink a Red Bull for. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, for sure. And what for flavor sure. is that? It's orange. Strawberry apricot. Um, I don't feel like it should be orange. It tastes like shit, so. <laughs> I just needed the caffeine. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed more than a Dr. Pepper. Probably. But now I'm concerned because if I drink too much, and I'm only like to hear on it, I haven't had very much. Maybe a little bit lower. More like here, I guess. But regardless, this is just to keep me awake until 11. But yeah, so you have to stay up late uh-huh. just to get stabbed. Yes. I guess it's better than waking up early. They did. It is. It's so much better. They did give me a new numbing cream because the other stuff I was like, guys, it doesn't work. This <laughs> numbing cream does not work. So this new numbing cream, I have to put on the spot where we're going to do the injection an hour before. Don't rub it in. Cover it with a Band-Aid. And then just wipe it off before we do the shot. You know, do the sanitary stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that works. But this new stuff was free because my insurance Ooh. covered it. That, I mean, I, guess, I, I love free. I guess it wasn't really free because I pay for insurance. However. Okay, fair. Yeah. Felt free. <laughs> Silly us. This is America. Yeah, it wasn't actually free, um, but it was covered by my insurance completely, which pff, I took it and I was like, deal. And it might be only a 15 day supply, but you know what? I'm running with it. Hey, hopefully you don't need it any longer than that. No, hopefully I do need it longer than that. What? Because the shots will continue because it's IVF related. The shots continue. So they start like a a week before the transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, they start a week before the transfer, but then if you are pregnant, they go until 10 weeks. So if I have to stop, that means bad news. Okay, never mind. I changed my earlier answer. Hopefully, you have to take it for months. For 10 weeks. Which is months. 10 weeks. We're going to... 10 weeks. I'm not doing math right now, okay? It's not happening. Don't okay, make me... I haven't been to work in two days. It is one week, 10 times, and I can mentally do that, okay? Months, I can't. <laughs> okay, fair point. So, anyways, um, how are you? I know that you've got some goodies to tell me. Oh, boy. Um, so, Bryce, you are not going to believe this, okay? Never. Annie is sick. Oh, no, she's never sick. Her immune system is just <laughs> the strongest thing in the world. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's sick. She has hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh, however, could she have gotten that? It couldn't have been the daycare. Guys, I already knew. <laughs> yeah, Bryce knew because I was driving. I had to leave work. Uh, what day was that? Monday. I had to leave work. 
and I already felt bad because we were stupid busy. So I was stupid busy. Her daycare texted me at 1030 in the morning and I didn't see it until 1230 when I went to lunch. My bad, guys. Um, And I left work as soon as I could. So I'm on the interstate. So I'm using the, not the voice to text, but like the, where I (laughs) send voice voice messages. Yeah, voice memos. And there were so many cuss words. I probably, and there was two, by the way, voice messages. Um, they pro- I probably said, what, eight to ten F-bombs and three GDs. Would you like me to pull it up and count? If you want. Okay, well, I'll start recording right now. Let's see. Okay. Hold on. We already have a, an I swear to God, but it, you can't hear it. <laughs> Sick, like two weeks ago. I I don't. I guess because people keep sending their fucking kids to daycare while they're sick. Because the um the director texted me. I feel bad. She texted me at ten thirty, and I didn't see it until almost twelve thirty when I went to lunch. But apparently, multiple kids. How did she word it? I'm driving. Multiple kids' parents have said that they tested positive for hand, foot, and mouth disease. And I'm guessing, I think it's a disease. Hand, foot, and mouth, whatever. And I don't know, maybe they just don't know that they're sick. I, I don't know. I have. I, I know nothing about hand, foot, and mouth. So I guess we're going to go to the doctor and fucking find out because I have to pick her up and she can't go back until the doctor says she's negative. Okay, so in that first one, I'm counting two fucks. And one goddamn. Oh, not bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in the next one. What's even weirder is I thought hand, foot, and mouth were blisters on your hand, feet, and mouth. But apparently Annie has bumps and they said blisters on her butt. And I know she had some on her, on her poor little poo-poo. But I... According to Google, you can get it on your genitals and your butt. But me and James thought it was like she had a um, uh, she had another diarrhea diaper. We thought it was just from you know the diarrhea, like it's changing her diaper too many times. They didn't look like bumps to me. They almost looked like ant bites. Oh, I really fucking hope she doesn't have hand, foot, and mouth because I've been around her and I catch literally every fucking thing that she does. Just, just, just goddamn God it! Just goddamn. Okay, in that one, it was two fucks and two goddammits. Okay, so not as bad as it, as I thought it was. Oh, no, I told you it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, I guess for normal people, that's probably pretty bad. Like your dad is probably like y'all are idiots, which I'm sure he says a lot. But oh, daily. <laughs> he um, also, here's the thing he has to remember to call us idiots or remember that we are idiots so clearly who's who's got a memory problem here old man it's, i was gonna say not me but we both know that's not true <laughs> we're, we're talking about my dad we're calling him old okay let's just remember stay focused okay <laughs> okay so yeah i sent bryce these messages only i did not send them to bryce i sent them to the director of my child's daycare um, you didn't say anything bad, like about the daycare or anything. It's not like you were like these effers and this and this. It's you were like, I feel bad that it took so long to respond. Like you were, I'm sure she was like, oh okay, 
I'm fine with this being sent to me. <laughs> she was. She was, like, super cool about it, thank God. Because I even told her, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was, And I text her, too, as soon, like, with the voice to text, I sent back something along the lines of, hey, there's a lot of cuss words in that. I thought I was sending it to someone else. Uh, but when I got there, she was super cool. She's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. And I was like, thank God, because I was sure I was going to be picking up my daughter for the last time today. That day, not today? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we've been home with her ever since. So I'm really ready to go back to work tomorrow. Oh, finally back to work tomorrow? Yeah. Me and James have been taking turns. Like, he took the first day with her. I took today and yesterday. And then tomorrow, Friday, I'll go back to work. And he'll have her. It's daddy daycare. Feels like a him problem. Oh, I made it easy. I bought Lunchables and stuff. I was about to say, she has a great time anytime it's her and James. Yeah, like, they both do. They're both just, like, smooth sailing. This was easy. And then I got home and, like, when I got home from work the other day when James had her, he was literally like, Annie, what the hell is going on? You've been good all day. And mom gets home and it's just, just fuck shit up, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I'm, like, over here really, like, excited to hear about Amanda's bullshit. Because at least... (laughs) At least it's her bullshit and not mine. I think that's it. Um, yeah, I went to the doctor's. This kid's huge. Oh, my sciatic nerve. Yeah, I'm just screwed, basically. You're falling apart? Yeah, there's pretty much nothing I can do because she... I told her, like, hey, I'm trying this, this, and this. And my doctor was like, oh, well, that's what we tell you to do, so... So suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> She's like, well, if you want, I can give you some Percocets. And I was like, that sounds drastic yeah Um, i'm not really well i mean i have to take a lot of like prescription pills but when it comes to narcotics i'm like uh, yeah for me not my jam i'm the same way i'm super anxious about them like and i know i get it from my mom i know i get it from her see what i did i just went and got some medical marijuana that's supposed to help we'll see uh, but as far as the Percocets, I was like, no, I don't think that's a great idea. And she was just like, okay, just let me know if you change your mind. And which she knows I have another kid. She brought her onto the planet. So she understands why I don't want to take them. She's not pushing them on you. She's like, yeah. look, this is what we can do. Yeah. She told me straight up. She's like, I can do this, but it's going to knock you out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't. No, so I might go to a chiropractor. That's pretty much my only other option. Um, that sounds just as horrible because then someone yeah. has to touch you. Ugh. Well, I I don't know. I'm okay with chiropractors as long as they're not creepy. I guess I've only gone to one, and he was great. He fixed me after my car accident when I went to like I went to the emergency room and I went to another doctor a couple weeks after, and I was like, I'm hurting, and they were like well, there's nothing wrong. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure there's something wrong. You're like, you don't have to lie to me. Let's just say it how it is. Yeah. But I don't know. He fixed me. So I'm okay with chiropractors. I do find it strange that a doctor told me to try one. I thought they usually, like it was opposite. I thought chiropractors and doctors hated one another. I don't think so. I think it maybe depends. Because I've had doctors tell me, go to a chiropractor. Your back needs to be adjusted. And I've said, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) It seems about right. Yeah. 
granted, this is when I worked at a clinic and I was like buddy buddy with the doctors and I was like, man, my back hurts. And they're like, why? I was like, I don't know. And they looked at my back really quick and they're like, you're out of alignment. And I was like, okay. And, and they're like, go to a chiropractor. And I said, don't tell me what to do. I'm working. <laughs> so that's wild that they can just look at you and be like, oh, you're out of alignment. Like what? Um, I think he saw that I was kind of hunched over because I had my little laptop, but I was in office, so I didn't have like a good desk set up. Oh, that sounds I, like their fault. Yeah, when I say in office, like I had a desk in office, but I had to be mm-hmm. in the doctor's office, not at my desk. So it was like, oh. I'm trying to work. I think I was supporting, like they were a brand new doctor and I was supporting them, like a new doctor with the clinic. And I was supporting okay. them because we do like the, tr- we did the trainings and all of that. And they, they were like, yeah, you probably should go see a chiropractor. And I said, yeah, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and they were like, all right, whatever. And I was like, okay, as long as we're on the same page. Well, he's a doctor. I'm sure he's used to hearing that. Oh, he was fine. He laughed it off. He was like, whatever. <laughs> Followed by me going, no one's touching me. Like that's as simple <laughs> as it is. You're lucky that I let you look at my back. You didn't even touch me. And you looked at my back. That was almost too much. See, that's where I'm weird. Like, it doesn't... Chiropractors, they don't bother me. I don't like every other person bother me, but... I don't like it. I just... I don't let every other person bother me. That's not true, and that's also not what I meant. I don't let every other person touch me. I absolutely let every other person bother me. Oh, I knew what you meant. I just thought we were going with it. Um. Anyways, okay, anything else? Any other exciting pieces of tidbits or anything? I don't think so um i'm trying to now like rack my brain and be like is there anything i missed (laughs) probably what i don't know well do you want to do some time traveling because now we're we're in present day but now we got to go to the future for our listeners yes this one is our very first episode in december so tis the season Ooh, so it's cold gross outside it's cold you can't wear flip-flops anymore unless you're in like arizona or alabama but i don't wear flip-flops regardless so what's wrong with you i don't like flip-flops you don't like the flipping and the flopping no i've never liked flip-flops i've worn them because it's always just been like satan's balls level heat but i hate it i hate the thing that goes between your toes i hate the flipping and the flopping i hate the sound very rarely do i wear flip-flops there's a lot of hatred coming from that area over there (laughs) listen flip-flops just means summertime yeah i'm a cold weather gal okay i know you are which is you're wrong for i am who i am i don't know but i haven't grown up with it either i might get tired of it here in a few years it doesn't get that cold in arkansas does it i mean it snows but does the snow stay around does a little bit not like it does up there not like the pictures i send you where it's like a foot deep at my parents house yeah no it did get it piles up a little bit but according to my father-in-law i brought that with me because it they used to get snow like maybe every couple years and ever since i've moved up here they've gotten either snow ice or both every year kind of sounds like your father-in-law is calling you a curse that's fine Okay. If it brings the cold weather, that's fine. <laughs> we'll take it. No biggie. Yeah. If that's my curse, I'm cool with it. Sorry, guys, but I like it. 
I mean, you keep that cold weather with you. I'm I'm still trying to get rid of my cold weather. I'm so sick of it. It's only just cooling down, and I'm like, no. No. I love it. I've already, like, we've already made soup. I mean, I've made soup, but that just felt right for it being a rainy day. Speaking of soup, um, we're going to time travel back to, to where we are today, because I forgot. I'm going to have, because it's October... 19th at this moment in time mm-hmm. i'm gonna have my little sister for a little um our our annual pumpkin patch sleepover mm-hmm. and i was talking to my mom and <laughs> i called my mom specifically to say hey will mel eat soup and she's like well what type of soup and i'm like well it's like a chicken not a chicken noodle it's like a chicken and biscuit or something soup i don't know mm-hmm. something i got from HelloFresh." And normally they have enough servings that I'm, I can do. I can do that. And I hear Mill on the phone because I asked her too. And I hear, she's just like, what type of soup? And I'm like, it's like a chicken and biscuit or something. She's like, oh, I really wanted potato soup. She's only ever had potato soup like a couple times. And the last time she had it, I think might have been when I gave it to her. It might have actually been the first time that she's had it. First and only time is when I made it at my house for our last um, for our last sleepover, yeah. apparently she's been bugging my mom. She wants pump, uh, not pumpkin. She wants potato soup. I, I love tomato. But what? Well, I also <laughs> love tomato. But I love potato soup. We can't get it right. I'm calling it pumpkin. You're calling it tomato. <laughs> we love vegetable soup. <laughs> we just we love soups. Which I guess but tomato I, would be fruit soup, which just does not sound right. Just we'll we'll just keep it at a vegetable soup. We like okay. earthy soups. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We like we um, like a nice liquid dinner. Yes. But I just thought it was funny that she's been bugging my mom. So I told my mom that for Thanksgiving, because my mom does Thanksgiving the weekend before Thanksgiving. So the Sunday mm-hmm. before. So that we don't have to like decide. Yeah. Um, but I told my mom I will make some potato soup on Thanksgiving when we do Thanksgiving with them. And Mill can have her potato soup. So <laughs> Mill doesn't know that yet, but I do. I think that's what really counts i think yeah a, a good surprise yeah so anyways okay we can time travel back to december so december is sometime in december when you guys are hearing this so we hope mm-hmm. that you guys are staying warm well amanda hopes you're staying cold yeah i hope you're staying warm so I choose cozy i hope that you're having a, a great time decorating your christmas tree which is something my mom has had out since October. That's insane. Um, I guess I hope your mom's enjoying her Christmas tree for the third <laughs> month in a row. She hasn't decorated it yet. So uh, you want to know what? It was actually my idea for her to pull it out early. Was it to piss your dad off? No, it was to piss my brother off. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it pissed my dad off too. So I guess I'll take it win, as a win. win. But what I did is I said, mom, bring your tree up. Put a sheet over it and like put little two black dots on it, and it's a ghost. Wait, that's cute. Hold on, did she do it? No, she hasn't. Oh, she's got time. Yeah, no. And then she gave my sister credit for that idea, and I was really upset. I was like, "Excuse me, no, 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 my idea. Stop telling people that it was (laughs) Ashlyn's idea." No. So, (laughs) but yes, I'm sure my mother is now enjoying. My mom loves Christmas, so I'm sure she's loving her Grinch tree. And all the things that she has. Uh, my grandma, who also loves Christmas, probably has her six different trees up already. 
She'll have them down Christmas Day, but she has them up. <laughs> Tis the season, guys. Just yeah, holly jolly season. season. I hope you're nice and drunk and cozy. and I hope you're enjoying some Christmas music. Might be December 1st, but tis the season. I will allow Christmas music as of December 1st. Yeah, like, I don't, it doesn't physically pain me to listen to. But if I have to listen to it before December, if I have to listen to it before November, yeah, we're going to fight. Of jo- what did I just say? <laughs> Put them up. Well, let me get my caffeine back in me. <laughs> Because actually, what time is it? Let's see. We've been bullshitting for long enough that Cody has eight minutes. He better be on his way to Panda Express. Or he better already be there. Says 49 minutes ago, he was in Payson. It says he's still in Payson. This mofo. You have less than 10 minutes. Better (laughs) get your ass to my food. Not good. My food. The hell phone. That makes less sense than what it did before. Should I just call him and like hang up four times and see what happens? He did say (laughs) he wouldn't love me as a frog. I think this is just payback. (laughs) Do it. Ring once. Piss him off. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) He answered that time too. (laughs) But when he calls back, he got to reject it. Oh, he's rejecting my calls. <laughs> Hang up. Okay. We did it like four times. So he has a few missed calls. <laughs> um, all right. So anything else for the holiday season? Do you want to, you want to do some, you want to do some pre- predictions? Tell us what you're doing. Um, well, by now. I should have at least two children finished Christmas-wise. Because Annie, hers was done in October. So, two left. So, I've got plenty of time. Okay. I hope I'm going to be sleeping. That would be nice. That would be really nice. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what's going to be happening. Yeah. I don't think so either. Um... Anything else? What Anything about else? you? What, what are your predictions? Um, I would rather not because then when I edit this, if my predictions are wrong, I'm gonna cry. So oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna think about that one. The best prediction I can do is I'm probably cold and cranky. So cranky okay. because I am cold. Yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds like a safe bet. So that's just that's just a thought. Um, all right, well, are you almost ready for stories? Uh, yeah, let's get this over with. Well, we can't do that yet because we got to talk about Instagram, mm-hmm. Hell on Heels podcast. We do post all of our pictures there. I also have been posting some some stuff of Dash and of <laughs> me mocking Amanda and other things that I find as I go that I think are funny. So those are all posted. We're doing some holiday posts. We're just, we're being social on social media. That also goes for X, formerly Twitter, Hell on Heels Pod. We're doing all of that, posting pictures there. Same goes for Facebook, Hell on Heels Podcast. So you can find us on all of those if you want to see the pictures that we're looking at, talk about, um, anything like that. We do have those posted up there. 
If you have any issues finding us on any of those platforms, you can actually search Linktree. If you just type in Helen Hills podcast Linktree into Google, we're typically the first one that pops up. Mostly because I think we're the only Helen Hills podcast. Because we should be. Anyways, so you can go to Linktree, find us there. We also have our Discord. If you want to join us on Discord, that's on Linktree. Patreon, if you want to support us on Patreon, we're releasing specials and releasing extended episodes on patreon you get early access all the fun stuff and then if you guys do like listening to us be sure to tell your friends whoever to listen as well um you guys spreading the word obviously helps us grow um so we can continue doing this and all the fun stuff all right um are you ready then for storytelling time yeah i guess okay well i'm buckled in (sighs) okay it took me a while to to get through this one. Um, so, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go to the United Kingdom in, for this story, um, and I would say the United Kingdom hates this this person. Hates her. Feels like rightfully so, maybe. Oh yeah. So Louise Porton, she was born in 1996. She had two siblings. She grew up in a close-knit family. And allegedly every Sunday, the family would gather at her grandma's house. And, I mean, you know, kids are playing. Grown-ups are doing the adulty things, probably talking, eating. Just, it sounded very wholesome. Louise, however, she didn't want much to do with her family. She was said to just kind of stand there with a horrible look on her face if somebody sat down next to her she would tell them go away or i'll smash your face i mean me too at least for the horrible look that's just my rbf i mean i do tell james i will smash his face sometimes look my family's not that close we don't actually sit next to each other if we can avoid it yeah i would say my family's the same you gotta leave that cushion in between Yeah, also, I don't trust my brother. Yeah, I don't want their feet near me. I just don't want his stench near me. That's what I was talking about when I said feet. Listen, it's a whole stench for him. (laughs) I mean, this is a whole stench, but it's primarily coming from the feet. Listen, it's all of him. All of him is (laughs) a foot at this point, okay? As a child, Louise was said to be violent. Uh, She would lash out with her cousins or siblings. When the adults weren't around to see is when she would try to hurt them. Her cousin came out and told the media that as children, they would fight. But Louise specifically would sink her nails in when nobody was paying attention. Like she would really kind of go for it. Is she the blonde? Mm hmm. Okay. Yes. As nope, I already said that. When Louise turned 11, her family noticed things missing after she would visit. Uh, When her grandma asked her if she was stealing, Louise was said to have replied, if you accuse me of that, I'll never come around again. Okay, what is with you and doing these really horrific family members? So her cousin, who, she never came out and, like, she remained anonymous, her cousin did. She described Louise as a mean child who grew up to be an even meaner teenager. She said she was violent. She was always after money. She never apologized for anything. And she was manipulative from a very young age. People argue that Louise's past can be explained 
by her mother abandoning her family when she was 11, which, by the way, was the same age her family ended up, or the same, when she was 11 was when her family noticed things missing when she would come over to their house. Oh, when she started being a klepto? Mm Mm-hmm. But her mother left her dad for another man, and he left the kids with him to raise by himself. As Louise got older, her family began to worry about her as she became sexually active. Her cousin described her as sleeping with anyone and everyone, anyone showing her affection, especially if they had money. And later, Louise would go on Facebook and brag about how much money she makes working as a sex worker. Her cousin claimed to have reached out again to her around this time. And she said that she sent her a message basically telling her that she was disgusting and that their nan was turning over in her grave. And Louise never replied. I mean, I kind of can't blame her for that. Yeah. I was going to say the one skirt she's wearing looks like it is not covering much. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, we I don't know if we can post that one, but I mean I guess we probably can. It's just, it does not leave much to the imagination. Yeah, um, we'll get to that part too. <clears throat> so the same cousin, she said that when her grandmother, when their grandmother died, that was the last straw for the family regarding Louise. Their so like the grandmother was... kind of protected her, or like you're going in to explain it anyways. Yeah, the the grandmother, this is the house that they all grew up going over to. So she was, I guess, kind of the matriarch of the family. And she got sick. She was in the hospital, and they gave her 24 hours to live. And the cousin called Louise and told her this and trying to get her to visit her. And Louise kept refusing. She had given birth to Lexi, and she told her cousin that she wouldn't be coming to the hospital. Now, this upset the family um but she she went on one week later her grandma did end up dying unfortunately in the hospital and a week later they had the funeral and louise told the family that she couldn't attend because she was breastfeeding this cousin told her that she would she would set aside a place like she would offer her a private area so she could feed lexi and louise allegedly told her no anyway like it's it's not going to happen and so at this point the family was just disgusted with her and cut her off calling her selfish yeah that just sounds like a really weak excuse like yeah like part of me part of me understands because it did not say how soon uh or how old lexi was at the time she was supposedly a newborn, but I mean, I have to say, if my grandma died and I had a newborn, I would still be there. Well, that's what I'm saying is it just feels like a really weak excuse because it's, oh, I'm, I have to breastfeed. Okay, well, we'll set aside a room so that you have private space when you need to, but you can still come say your goodbyes to grandma. Like, yeah, it very much was like, no, I have to breastfeed. That's my excuse. You need to accept it and not make accommodations because I clearly don't want to go. Yeah. It's, uh, like you said, it's weak. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to explain it. At least try to come up with something else. Right. 
Between August of 2016 and November of 2017, Louise was 22 years old and she was living in the town of Willenhall in the West Midlands in England. Her landlord at this time would watch Louise's children. She had two girls living here. She claimed to spend more time, more and more time watching the girls. And she said that Louise would do whatever she could not to have her kids with her. And she also claimed that when Louise was very often frustrated with the girls, she would tell them, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'll give you something to cry over. Listen, to an extent, like if I was, like when I was older, my mom would tell me, like, if you're going to cry, I'll give you something to cry about if it was something stupid. Mm -hmm. But these are little kids. Yeah, uh, three years old, and I'm not sure, maybe around this time, two years old and one year old. And, like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm the first that will tell you I get very frustrated with my child. But this feels a little harsh. It feels excessive. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I understand getting frustrated and there are times when i get too frustrated but this just feels mm, feels wrong feels bad not great yeah especially for little little kids like like i said my parents have said similar stuff but i was like a teenager yeah like way way older yeah louise porton now she spent a large amount of her time on dating apps and performing sexual acts for money. She was an aspiring model, and she worked under the pseudonym Lollipop on the website Purple Port. I had never heard of this. I feel like that is um, not a legit site. That feels like maybe it's got some um, pornographic stuff with Lollipop there. Well, I'm going to tell you what their website says they are. Oh, okay. Purple Port is a free online portfolio hosting and networking platform for models, photographers, studios, and other creatives to book photo shoots and share their work. I scrolled through and there are some risque photos. There are also some very classy photos. Feels like um, there might have been more risque than classy. Um, well, that is where I got these photos. Oh, these are not modeling photos by any means. I thought you were like Halloween costumes. And I was like, is that the only time that you took pictures was Halloween costumes? No, these are uh, these. These were some of her modeling photos. Oh, man. These are not great photos. According to her profile, she specialized in erotic, cosplay, and glamour work. And her profile, she also claimed that she's an easy person to get along with and reliable. Okay. She's open to all types of photo shoots. And she said, I work for pay or trade, depending on assignment. I don't know what, what are that you means trading? either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. By 2018, this small family lived in Rugby, Warwickshire, England. And in January, three-year-old Lexi Draper, she was admitted to the hospital twice for breathing problems, just days apart. 
Doctors could never find a cause, but they weren't suspicious. They put the illness down as a chest infection, and they sent her home with antibiotics. And While that's she was the, the older one, right? Yes, the three-year-old. She was Which three I, at the time. I want to call out, she looks tiny. She does look small. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, like, how old she was in this photo. But I mean, even at a, let's say there's a two, you said two-year age gap? He, about a year and a half. Okay, but she's, like, that baby looks like that they weigh more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean now. She looks teeny. Mm -hmm. Like, the baby's head looks bigger than hers. I wonder if it's just the picture I got. Because in other pictures, it was, uh, it looked, I don't know, better is the word coming to mind. Like, it looked... I don't know. I don't want to say they looked normal. <clears throat> she looked larger than the baby. She yeah. looked more proportionate. Healthy, I guess. I was only asking because, like, if she's that small and has, like, a chest infection, I would think that doctors would be pretty concerned. But if she's not quite that small, and maybe it's just the picture and how the baby's sitting compared to her. I think it might just be the picture. Honestly. She still looks pretty small. Yeah, she does not look as, pretty tiny. Not as small as in the other one, but she does still look pretty small. And I get it's only a year and a half age difference. Two years tops, right? But it's still... That baby looks like a giant. Yeah, I never noticed it, but now it's, it's all I can see, kind of. Yeah. Like, she's got long legs, but, and maybe she's just hunched over, because she does look like maybe she's kind of hunched a little bit in both like pictures. Like, posing with her hunch? Yeah. Trying to, like, clo close in, get close. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. She just looks really small. So they couldn't find, or they, I should say, they weren't suspicious. They couldn't find anything wrong. So they just put it down as a chest infection. They gave her antibiotics, and they sent her home. Now, while she was in the hospital with Lexi, Louise later admitted to sending a topless photo from the bathroom, and it was alleged that she also sent sexually explicit messages. To who? Multiple people. Oh, okay. Not just one person. On January 15th, Louise called emergency services and told the operator that Lexi was unconscious and she wasn't breathing. When paramedics arrived, they ruled Lexi deceased. There were actually, they reported that she was pale and mottled and her lips were blue, with rigor mortis already setting in and that she had been dead for some time. So, what is some time? Like days? Hours. Hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like she. Did not find her immediately. But now she did call them at, it was past 12 o'clock at night as well. So some could argue like, you know, maybe she was asleep. Louise went in to check on her and found her like this. But you said poised or posed or something. I did. I thought you said something po posed and modeled. Her lips were blue. Oh, pale and mottled. Her oh, lips. 
I was just not listening, apparently. Okay, well, that's rude, but you're hungry, so I'll let it go. He should be here any minute with my food, so. Okay. (laughs) The day after Lexi's death, Louise accepted 41 friend requests on the app Meet Me. She was messaging multiple men on another app called Badoo. Badoo? Badoo, yes. Badoo, Badoo. She arranged a date for that night with a man. And days after after Lexi's death, Louise was overheard laughing in the funeral parlor. And some sources stated that she was FaceTiming with an unknown man at the time. Your child just died. Yesterday. Where? Why aren't you grieving? Yeah. And I get people grieve differently. We say that all the time, but none of this feels like grief. No, none of this feels like grief. Me and my unprofessional opinion. None of this feels like grief. This very much feels like she was like, oh, sweet. One less child. Because it's only the one that's passed away. Where's the other one? With her? Uh, Yes. Okay. Still, Still with her. I just am struggling to understand how you're making dates. and Because this doesn't feel like different behavior based off of what you told me. Like she was probably going on dates and doing this stuff before her child's death. And then she continued to do it. Yes. Maybe it seemed to have escalated a little bit by the 41 meet me friend request or whatever. But I don't know how normal that was. Um, well, it escalated. Okay. On the night of February 1st, 2018, Louise Porton dialed emergency services while driving to the hospital. She told them that 17-month-old Scarlett was asleep and she couldn't wake her up. The operator asked her to try and wake Scarlett up, and Louise told her she couldn't because she was dead. Upon arriving at the hospital, emergency services found that Scarlett had been dead for, quote, quite some time. Asleep and dead are two different things, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how she started with unconscious, and then she's like, oh, I can't wake her up. She's dead. Ma'am. Louise told paramedics, because obviously they had questions. That Scarlett had been diagnosed with the flu, and her sister had passed away two weeks earlier. During this time, Louise was said to be calm and emotionless. She clearly did it. She lost two kids in two weeks, and she's just... Fine. Yeah. Like, even emotionless at that point feels... Wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is just me judging. I mean, I'm judging too, but like, I guess you could feel numb, but I still feel like that's different than emotionless. See, that's what I was trying to put into words, but you're better at words than I am. I don't know how, but I I feel like there's a, I can understand being numb, but even then I feel like people would be able to tell like, oh, you're numb. Oh, you're in Mm -hmm. shock. Like, you know, you've lost Mm -hmm. two kids in a month. But they specifically said calm and emotionless. And there are, um, you can go to YouTube and listen to her 911 calls. And it's 
unsettling, so I did not include it because I didn't like it. Because, like, she was so calm, or? Yeah, she did just seem. I don't want to say detached, just. Maybe detached from the moment? Or maybe. Just, like. Uninterested? Of feelings, yes. Uninterested. Like, maybe it felt more like a, a chore to call? It sounded like she was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Both girls were ruled to show symptoms of deliberate airway obstruction. Like something was put in their mouth that was far too large to be in their mouth? Like they were suffocated. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was like she put something, like shoved something that they were going to choke on. Yeah. No, the the wording is, I don't know if that's like... UK terms but the wording the wording there kind of got me too so hey for our friends out in the UK can you just tell us is that just your terminology when we here in America decide to say (laughs) suffocated yeah because I I tried googling it did not get much I just got like a bunch of medical words that I didn't go to school for so I can't understand okay you didn't Google those words? No. Oh, okay. That felt like too much work. Too many words. That's why. Mm. So the prosecution, Oliver Saxby of the Queen's Council, he, he, he destroyed this girl in court. He argued the overwhelming interference is that Lexi and Scarlett, nope, sorry, The overwhelming inference is that Lexi and Scarlett died because someone deliberately interfered with their breathing. And he went on to say that someone can only have been this defendant. Mm -hmm. He also presented multiple examples of messages that Louise sent to her clients. Do we know if there's any more evidence that they found on this? Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll touch on that too. So he presented multiple examples of messages Louise sent to her clients, including they can have sex despite being in a shared room with both children present if they're quiet. She told someone else, tell me how much you put in and I will do pictures. If you put enough in, we can meet up and I will fuck you. And she told yet, uh, this is, she claimed to have slept with a man in a van and she referred to this man as Simple Simon which feels really rude, Mm -hmm. to say the least. And she claimed to do this as her kids slept. Okay, I get to some extent that that was her career, and that's how she was making a living for her children until her desired modeling job worked out. Um, I don't think it was going to work out for her, but not not to be rude, I'm just saying like she's not... She's clearly not a professional based off of pictures that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. here. But either way, like, I understand to some extent that she's doing what she needs to to survive. But you can't get a babysitter. You can't. You have family. I know you don't like them, but you have family. I'm sure they're willing to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because her cousin did say, I think that the family cutting her off was a mutual thing because the cousin 
that spoke to the media never even met Scarlett. So almost two years in and never met her. Her phone records, however, didn't stop there. The court also heard about searches performed hours before Lexi was found dead in the apartment. Some of these searches were how long it took a body to go cold up to the shoulder. Is it true you shit yourself when you die? And for how long after drowning can someone be resuscitated? Um, ma'am? Mm-hmm. Your kids didn't drown because, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't say anything about water. So that's, this is some not great research. Also, the one about dying and shitting feels a little unnecessary. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said it because <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't like this girl. I'm trying to remain biased. Oh, I'm biased. You're trying to remain Wait, unbiased. Unbiased. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I really do. I try to stay unbiased with this one, but pretty sure you can probably tell I'm not a fan. It just it's so intentional. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm kind of torn is because it does feel like a lot of this is circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. It's all like very, very bad. Um, but there's no like smoking gun in this case. But this is a lot of really bad evidence. Right. And like bad against her. Now what I might what I think might be the most popular quote in regards to this story comes from Oliver Saxby when he addressed the court and told them in the context of what was later to happen, it's hard not to draw the conclusion that Louise's two children got in the way of her doing what she wanted, when she wanted, and with whom she wanted. Mm-hmm. And the media seemed to kind of latch onto this quote. If you Google Louise Porton, it's going to be a butt-ton of articles about um, prostitute kills children or woman kills kids because they got in the way of her sex life. Just really, really horrendous articles. Like, what she did was horrendous. Don't get me wrong. But they kind of, it seems this quote from him, they just latched onto, and some people made it worse. I don't like the word prostitute. Which is. I'm, like I said, I get people are got to do what you got to do to survive, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was doing it with her kids there. I don't know how they got in the way. Well, it's funny you should say that. Uh, Louise Porton, she maintained. My children were never an inconvenience to me, and I'm accommodate- I am accommodated my lifestyle and personal life around them. And she said, I still don't know how my daughters died or what caused it. I do. You. Her trial lasted five weeks. Um, unsurprisingly, she was found guilty of two counts of murder in Birmingham Crown Court in August of 2019. And Justice Yip told Louise... That what she did was evil and calculated. And she said these were blameless blameless young children who were plainly vulnerable and ought to have been able to rely on their mother to protect and nurture them. She was sentenced to life in prison with possibility of parole after 32 years. The children's father did come out and 
at her sentencing, he said he gave a statement that basically said he was really upset that Louise did not allow him in their lives. He never met Scarlett. And he deeply regretted that. And he didn't understand why, if it came to this, she would not just let him have custody of the kids. Something he wanted. I mean, maybe now, in hindsight, yeah. he's like, I want custody. But maybe at the time he was like, no, I don't know. Yeah, I, do have a I, question. I looked into it and all I could find was that he was he was forbidden from seeing them. So it wasn't clear on if that was a court thing or if that was a Louise thing. Okay. I do have a question because you have in here, and maybe I was busy shoving food down my throat, um, but you have the picture of the Facebook post. Mm-hmm. Are you getting into that or did I miss it? No, I missed it. How did I miss that? I don't know. Maybe it was one of the times we got off topic. Dang, I suck. I'm sorry. Uh, this was posted after she had been arrested. Now, it was unclear on if she was, like, out on parole or something similar. But this was this was something she posted on Facebook Marketplace. And... This was in June of 2018 when her daughters died in January and February. It's basically a picture of her <clears throat> selling, it looks like, like garbage bags full of baby's clothes. Mm-hmm. Ranging from zero months to 12 months for 20 pounds. Yeah. And she can deliver for 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Nobody was ever said to have um, commented on this post, but you can see there are two little mad faces. I did see that. So still, like, not, like, what are you doing? She's just, did we know if she ever had, like, any psyche vows or anything completed? No, I couldn't find much on her after the fact. People did get upset because she was, some article came out, she was supposed to be getting, like, three holiday dinners. She was supposed to get one for Christmas, one for Boxing Day, and one for New Year's. And people were very upset that she took her children's lives, and yet she's going to be one of the prisoners to be, I guess, rewarded with three holiday meals. And then what's also really sad is the girls aren't the only victims in this story. Sharon Porton, Louise's mother, she was found dead in her home in February of 2020. And her family believes that she took her own life after being tormented by what Louise did. Her death was ruled as not suspicious by police. But Sharon's niece, Carrie, came out and told the media that Sharon wasn't a bad person. She had a few personal demons, but she didn't deserve to go like this. And she said that she was tormented and upset. She found it hard to live with the taunts and verbal abuse of people who knew Louise was her daughter. And she ended up taking, supposedly taking her own life because of that. I just... I am struggling because it's not the mom's fault that she's, Mm -hmm. you know, the mom may not have helped because didn't her mom run off with another man? 
Yeah, when she was a kid, when she was yeah. 11. And they were estranged for a long time. But it seems like they may have, I don't want to say made up, but they were in each other's lives. Yeah, I just mean, like, I, I don't feel like that's the mother's fault. Like, obviously, she felt guilt and was, sounds like she was taking it very much like it was her fault. I just, mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. Because, quite frankly, she she didn't necessarily make her do those hor- horrible things. Right, yeah. So, Like, I understand people go through trauma. And I might get shit for saying this, but people are also responsible for their trauma. Like, you're not responsible for someone else's. Right. Like, you you're, to... you're responsible for healing from your own trauma and right. seeking the help that you need from that. Mm-hmm. No one else can force you to do that. Because for me, like, let's say Co- Cody went through trauma. I can't force him to go get help. I mean, I can because I'm his wife, but that's different. But... If he's not ready to help himself, like, no one's going to be able to help him. Yeah, no amount of help is going to do anything. Right. So, even if she did have trauma, there were resources available. She had Mm -hmm. therapy. If she wasn't able to handle the girls or it just wasn't the lifestyle she wanted or whatever, I'm sure family would have taken them in just based off of the story. Or I'm sure she had options. The father probably would have taken them in. She had options. And she decided to skip over all of those from what Mm -hmm. it sounds like and go directly to the most permanent option. Yeah. And to be so callous about it, too, is just... It's what's kind of mind-boggling to me about this whole thing was just... I don't. I hate it. I hate it. The little girls are so precious. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not include a photo of the mother because I feel like she's been through enough. Um, being targeted by the public for something, uh, in my opinion, she had almost nothing to do with. Right. I just. I didn't like this story. I struggled with it. <laughs> I struggled getting through it. Um, and there's not a lot of research on it. A lot of the research kind of seemed the same. So. That's why you may have questions I was unable to answer. I'm sorry if that's the case. I don't feel like you really were unable to answer a lot of questions. Okay, that makes me feel better. Thank you. I just, I'm just uncomfortable because she just, she, she could have had a lot going for her and she could have taken really good care of the kids. Or she had other options, and it's just so drastic what she did. All right, well, do you want to move on to something? Can we please? Spooky? Anything. Okay. Well, we're going to talk today, um, after I center myself after that story. We're going to talk today about Black Star Canyon. Ooh, this Uh, sounds fun. I'm going to be honest. How this happened is I turned to Cody and said, choose one. And he said, choose one, what? And I handed him the laptop and I said, choose one. And it was filtered for just paranormal. And this is the one he chose. Ooh, okay. I might play that game with James here soon. Yeah. Just choose one. I don't care what it is. Tell me what to do. Because I couldn't make a decision. So Black Star Canyon is located in Southern California in the Santa Ana Mountains. Now, Black Star Canyon was originally known as 
This is definitely a typo because it was not Canada de los Indios. <laughs> whatever <laughs> the no, it's whatever the Spanish word for canyon is. Uh, <laughs> I just did not notice that typo. Um, hold on, Black Star Canyon. Where's my Wikipedia page? Because I know it's on there. Maybe it's not on here. Am I? I don't know. Control F. Dios. There we go. Oh, it's just Canyon de los Indios. Oh, so the Mexican word for, or the Spanish word for canyon is canyon. Apparently, according to this. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That is correct. Hold on. It, it is Canada de los Indios. Whoa. Hold the canyon on. was called. It's probably not pronounced Canada. Canada de los Indios. Okay. Canada I, as a country has a whole new meaning to me now. <laughs> um, maybe I should just Google. Hold on. Uh, Google Translate. I didn't think I needed to translate, but Canyon. Banish. Oh, see, this is different. This one is Kenyon. What? <laughs> Wikipedia is messing with you hard. Gosh. Uh, yes, I don't know. It says Canada, but there's a little squiggly line above the end. <laughs> so I assume it's more like Canada. Like Nada, N-A-D-A, oh. you know? Well, geez, Buck, I'm so sorry. Sorry, the husky came out in him. um, we're going with it but it was basically Canyon of the Indians so evidence indicates that actually millions of years ago Black Star Canyon along with surrounding areas were actually underwater we see that quite frequently they have the sea eroded the walls and they can see evidence of that as well as there's evidence or fossils of sea worms and shellfish that can be found in the canyon which I just personally think that's really cool like, I'll always love when that, like, yeah. this, that's just one of the coolest things ever. I agree. Yeah. And Black Star Canyon, it's got a ton of history with it as well. So I'm going to talk about the events that happened in the canyon or possibly in neighboring canyons because they're so close together. Um, but we're going to talk about it. So again, this was originally known as Canyon of the Indians. And it's well known that the canyon was once the dwelling place of the native Tongva people. Native Americans people. Uh, they were considered the first settlers in the canyon. In the summer months, they would travel to the canyon, and this is where they would escape the heat, and they would harvest acorns, which was a huge food resource for them. Um, evidence suggests that they only stayed there in the summers and then left in the winters, which, I mean, you do you. I, if it's too cold, you leave. Yeah. In the late 1700s, the canyon would eventually fall under the Spanish and eventually the Mexican rule. And I mean, this canyon was just, it's huge. It had grizzly bears until the 1800s, a ton of wildlife, you know, flatlands. There's some forest because it is along a mountain, a ton, right? So grizzly bears, I guess, until the 1800s were there. They're gone after the 1800s. How that happened, I don't know, but they're gone. Now, in 1831, there's a massacre. Of grizzly bears? 
no. Oh, oh no. Some local ranchers claim to have been tormented by the Shoshone tribe, mm-hmm. uh, specifically by Shoshone horse thieves. And it had gotten to a point that these ranchers in the area seek help from William Wolfskin. William Wolfskin was a well-known mountain man, and he would help track the horse thieves into Black Star Canyon. I don't know why I did quotations around horse thieves. They did steal horses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's because I'm like, that they were tormented. I'm sorry. They were living their lives just like yeah. you, okay? And they did not massacre anybody. At least not in this story. But... <laughs> They track the horse thieves into Black Star Canyon, and when they find them, they are able to get them surrounded, and they find them around a campfire, and they claim that the Shoshone horse, horse thieves are eating horse flesh, horse flesh, and they also claim, oh my god, they're eating human flesh as well. However, human uh-huh. flesh has never been confirmed. That's Okay, yeah. I'm possible. sure. Yeah, uh, it's very possible that was, after the fact, the ranchers were like, yeah, they were totally eating human meat and all this stuff um so it could have just been you know blown out of proportion yeah so it's pure speculation on the human flesh but once they were discovered the ranchers they you know they find a way to surround them i was gonna say encapsulate, and that wasn't the right word (laughs) so they surround them and they very quickly overpower the shoshone natives uh you know, like, they brought guns, and the Shoshones had bows and arrows and some muskets. So they were mm, at a very big disadvantage. So the Shoshone horse thieves, they would be massacred. The ranchers would then, I mean, desecrate their remains and then leave them there. Okay, did you have to? I, I don't know. Well, let's just say people, people in the 1800s were just fucking wild okay yeah so so that was that massacre you have the black star coal mining company which was founded in 1879 there had been coal discovered in the canyon in 1878 so of course a mining company quick to follow the mine had one 900 foot shaft that yielded six to ten tons of coal daily so much coal and it did operate until the early 1900s now, after that, we have the Hidden Ranch murder of James Gregg in 1899. On June 9th, 1899, Hidden Ranch was owned by Henry Hungerford and George M. Howard. On June 8th, 1988, nope, 1999, whoa, nope, 1899. I have 1988 written, but I know 1899. Um, so on June 8th, James Gregg and one of his his brothers and Clint Hunt, a 13-year-old boy, they arrived to drive out cattle that Gregg owned. So James Gregg, he had paid pasturage for his cattle being on the land. So like he was allowed to have his cattle there. He was just there to drive them out. Now that evening, there is a disagreement about some unsettled debts. Now reportedly, Howard owed Gregg $10 from a horse trade. Okay. It's a lot of money back then. I'm trying to I'm trying to rationalize this in my head. Yep. But according to the other side, Greg owed them $17.50 for the pasturage bill. Oh. 
Okay. So the disagreement comes down to how much Greg should pay for the pasturage because James Greg, he's insisting he only pays $7.50. Settles the outstanding debt that he had with Howard. Call it good. The next time he'll pay the $17.50. He's not arguing that. He's just trying to settle the $10 debt. Mm-hmm. And he's happy to pay the $7.50. Now, none of them could see eye to eye. Hungerford and Howard, they're just arguing with him back and forth. And eventually nighttime comes. They all go to bed, sleep. And from what I understood, they slept outside. Like what, you know. Like how- cowboys. Yeah, they're cowboys. Yeah. And the next morning on June 9th, this argument does resume. And it would result in Hungerford just shooting James Gregg. Okay. Now no one's getting their money. First of all, now some sources cite that there was like a short shootout that ended with, with it being fatal to James Gregg. Mm-hmm. After the murder, Hungerford and Howard would actually go and turn themselves into the sheriff at the time in Santa Ana. So they just ride on down. Sources say that Gregg hadn't died on the scene. He was still alive. And the young 13 year old boy and the other man with him had gotten him into a wagon and were trying to get him to a doctor. And the sheriff finds out he ends up finding them and helping them get to a doctor. But ultimately, he would die at a house in El Moderna, El Modena. So James Gregg does pass away. So not only did they shoot him, they left him there to die. Yeah, to go turn themselves in. I feel like if you're heading that way. Take him with. Yeah, just load him up and take him with you. I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a cowboy. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> I've never killed anybody, so... Yeah, I don't know how it works. Never so, shot anyone. I haven't either, so I, I can't... <laughs> I don't think I've ever held a gun, like a real gun. Oh, well, I've done that. Like, I can't... Yeah, I've done that plenty, but I've never... Yeah. Never pointed one at a person. I'll say I mean, that. We got laser tag... Yeah. Laser tag guns, for sure. I've pointed those at a real oh. person. Hundred percent. I've done it once. I'll do it again. Exactly. Paintball guns, same thing. But like the the real deal, no. Yeah, I don't know. Well, of course, these men they would go to trial for James Gregg's murder, and it did originally result in a conviction. The judge did find them guilty, but eventually, the judge would actually grant same judge would grant a new trial on the grounds that there was not enough evidence for conviction. So it's like a. Re, like an appeal, basically, and they got granted a new trial. What evidence did you need? There was what two witnesses and a body, and they technically confessed. They turned themselves yeah. into the sheriff. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like that didn't even occur to me. Like, what? What more do you do you need here? Wait a minute. Tell mm-hmm. me they get off the second time. The new trial. There was not enough physical evidence for prosecution to continue, and ultimately, the trial was dismissed. Horse caca. Uh huh. So Hungerford and Howard essentially got away with murder. I will say that the judge, because he it was the same judge, he did lose re-election for something later on because the people were pissed. They were like, hell no, you're not you're not coming back into this position. So I didn't understand that because but maybe it's like a he said she said. Like, they might say, we were defending ourselves, and then the other two are saying, no, you attacked. It could be that type of situation where there just wasn't enough evidence to prove that it was a cold-blooded murder. Okay. I guess I see your point, but I don't like him. 
I mean, neither do I, seeing as history says that they just shot them, you know? Yeah. But yes, he did get off um, with the second trial. Now, in February 1969, the Orange County area where this canyon is located, they saw a month-long rain. So for a month, Orange County would see an average of seven inches of rain. Daily. Daily. See, this is what happens when you let someone get away with murder. I know this was like a big stretch of time between, I'm just telling you, like daily. Yeah. This is just, this place sounds cursed. Yeah. And this, this was Orange County that was seeing the average of seven inches of rain daily. So not necessarily just this canyon, but it was affected by the rainfall. Yeah. Silverado, Harding, Mojesca, and Santiago Creeks would all simultaneously flood that year. Silverado Canyon, which is nearby Black Star Canyon, there's actually a picture in the drive that kind of shows how close they are. Um, it's the black and white one that I snagged. Mm-hmm. But you can see Black Star Canyon over on the west side and then towards the bottom on the south side, you can see Silverado and you can see the Silverado Fire Station. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like right there, right? Oh, They're okay. neighbors. But Silverado Canyon, it would actually see seven to 11 people die in a mudslide at the oh. Silverado Fire Hall, which is located or pointed out on that map. Very close to Black Star Canyon. Yeah. Now, at the time, the fire hall was actually serving as a shelter for residents who lost homes due to flooding. Oh, my God. So they went there. They lost their homes, went to the fire station, and then lost their lives. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And the reason it's 7 to 11 is just sources. Sites have different numbers. Some say 7, mm-hmm. some say 11. Some have somewhere in between. So I just... 7 to 11. Hate it. <sighs> July 3rd, 2001, five men, including... Or five men who were associated with the Los Traviosos crew... LTK, they would be arrested. This would after was after they beat two teenage boys and violated two teenage girls in Black Star Canyon. For what the hell? The five individuals, because they're not all adults. There were a couple adults and a couple children that were part of this LTK. They did admit to have been drinking and taking drugs in the canyon prior to the attacks. Um, not an excuse. No, um, I'm just saying I'm sure that contributed in some way. Yeah. Why, there was no clarity I could find on why it happened. Other than there. Other than that. Yeah. On June 24th, 2002, Nicholas Anderson, Glenn Anderson, and one of their friends would enter the Blue Light Mine. At this time, the Blue Light Mine is closed. The mine was actually in Silverado Canyon. It had operated between the 1920s and 1950s. It was a zinc, lead, gold, and silver mine. But these three, they would enter. Nicholas and Glenn, they're brothers. They would never make it out. Oh, God. Oxygen levels in the mine were significantly lower than the oxygen that we have in the atmosphere. The articles I read said that our normal oxygen in the atmosphere is 21%. And the oxygen levels in the mine was 4%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, according to the friend that survived, the three amigos, they enter. They would find that the path had flooded about 100 feet in. 
And the brothers would decide, we'll just swim past the flooded portion, no biggie. And the friend was like, no, I'm not going to go. And he goes and waits for the brothers. And after two hours, he ends up calling for help because they haven't come out yet. And the brothers' bodies were retrieved by the sheriff's department cave divers. And they did measure the oxygen levels at the time to see that it was the 4%. Oh, so they essentially suffocated. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what was the point? Were they just, like, exploring? Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Guys, don't go into closed mines. Nope. That's terrifying. Oh, for sure. I'm not going into a closed... I'm not going into an open mine. Are you insane? I'm not going to this canyon. It doesn't have good luck so far, right? It's, yeah, it feels like a pretty... Like, both of them. Silverado and Black Star Canyon. I can, not going you know to either. I can just Google pictures. I can appreciate the pictures that are right here. That's fine. Perfectly happy. Stuck well, in there. I mean, I will go in the daytime because there's some stuff I want to see. But we, I haven't gotten to it. Okay. Oh, just the bad stuff. Let's cover this first. Yeah, we got to cover the history first. <laughs> in 2005, in Silverado Canyon, a 16-year-old girl was killed. And this was actually near the fire station that was destroyed in 1969. And it was another mudslide. So this mudslide had happened. Mud, rock, earth had destroyed a home and a market. And she she died. And you said her, she was 16? 16. Oh, God. And her death is marked by a rock memorial at the location at this time. So maybe let's not build anything else right there. Like, yeah, if we can avoid say, it. Yeah, t- let's not do a third time. Let's just not even... Right? I don't even want to test it, okay? Yeah. In December 2012, uh, nope, in December 2011, the home of Connie Carter, another individual who lived in Silverado Canyon, her home is destroyed in yet another mudslide. Okay, I'm sorry. What? What? Why do we keep building things? What, in Silverado Canyon? I don't know how mudslides, it's mud that slides down. I don't know. Okay, well, I, I can figure that part out via context clues. What I mean is, like, are we just, like, like building stuff in the same spot where a mudslide comes through? Because that doesn't see, like, I'm from a place where we get hurricanes every year, okay? I get it. And we keep rebuilding. But four or five years might go by without getting, like, hit dead on by a hurricane. Why are we building things here, like, where a mudslide was? I don't. I can't tell you that. I'm not the builders. I'm not the one that's like, yeah, go ahead and build right there. I also want to know: Does insurance cover that? I think you probably have to have a specific insurance. Yeah, they better like, tell me because they made us buy flood insurance, and there hasn't been a flood here in years. Okay, and we still had to buy it. So insurance better pay for mudslides because Connie lost her whole house. Connie, her was that whole it? house? Yeah, they lived right. I didn't see anything about them being injured. Okay, good. But she she needs somewhere to stay. Yeah. I don't know. I have no clue. Oh, my God. Now, now I have a ridiculous fear of mudslides. Okay, well, let's just talk about September 9th, 2013. Why? Is it a mudslide? It's a car crash. Oh, Jesus. While on the way to Black Star Canyon, a car would crash on Santiago Canyon Road. And this was a group of 16-ish year olds. And in the crash, it would claim the life of one of the 16-year-olds. Everybody get out and away of this camp. Just put the bears back. Let them have it. 
<laughs> give it back to the bears. Yeah. Now, some locations to note include that about eight miles from Black Star Canyon Road, you can find the ruins of Joseph Beek's old home. He was the former Newport Harbor Master, and he was the founder of Bulboa Island Ferry. So you can still see the remnants of his stone cabin, a cistern, and several wells that can be seen. And this is the part, so the next one is the one that I want to go see in the daylight. There are remains of a Native American village. It's now considered a historical landmark. You can go and see the land and structures from the village that was located within the canyon. So you can still see somewhat of the structures. It's about a five-mile hike from the trailhead to the site of the landmark. And that's what I want to go see. That does sound... Okay, that sounds worth the trip. Yeah. Again, only in the daylight. I'm not going at night. I'll be gone before night. Yeah, for sure. So... A lot of history and a lot of it is not great history here that surrounds this canyon and even the surrounding canyons. And there's a ton of paranormal claims and stories. So we're going to start with the less paranormal and work our way up because some of these just aren't paranormal, but bad mojo. Um, But you've got Illuminati rituals. Oh, okay. This is Wait, you said we're starting with the least? At least paranormal. (laughs) Okay, okay. Because I was about to say, you come out kind of swinging here. (laughs) No, least paranormal. <laughs> um, so there's claims of Illuminati rituals. There's someone by the code name Pindar. They claim to be a member of the Illuminati. And they claim to have attended major satanic ceremonies in both Europe and California, citing that Black Star Canyon was one of the locations. Oh, wait. What? So they- Is Illuminati satanic? Are the Illuminati satanic? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Illuminati. I just know that they claim to be part or attend major satanic ceremonies. I always thought the Illuminati was like more religious. Apparently, I don't know anything about the Illuminati, but now I'm intrigued. Okay. Yeah, so there you have that one. You also have, of course, other cults. We mentioned the Illuminati, but there are reports reports that also include satanic cult activities. People claim to see hooded figures, fires, or lights that are out of the ordinary. Hikers often claim to see satanic images, pentagrams, candles, animal skulls, chalices, and bloody objects. That's okay. Short list. (laughs) Uh, One report claimed that two friends stumbled across a ritual sacrifice. They were, they basically, they were fine. They were watching these hooded people that were just sitting there chanting. And when the friends were seen, they were like, all right, let's go. We're out of here. But they claimed to have discovered a note on their car that told them to leave and never come back. Done. Done. I just wanted to see the ruins. That's it guys. Done. Yep. You don't even have to include a no. I'm checking. Yes. Checking. Yes. Yep. Uh, There are a lot of claims of the KKK or white supremacist activities surrounding this Canyon as well. Many believe that there have been a lot of, racially charged incidents in the canyon that have potentially never been uncovered like lynchings anything like that Um, and that these are things that the kkk or the white supremacists are responsible for or involved in but they've gotten away with it because the canyon's huge and no one's ever found the victim if that's true no wonder this place is so dark right and negative So now we're getting into the real haunted stuff here, like the real paranormal part, okay? First off, we've got Santiago Sam. Okay. 
This that is sounds a big... like a Bugs Bunny character because we have Yosemite Sam and now we have Santiago Sam. Well, Santiago Sam is a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch of the Santa Ana Mountains. Of course he is. Would you like to know how tall he's believed to be? I would absolutely love to. 5'2". <laughs> feet? Yeah. Five feet? Five feet, two inches, yeah. So not 52? No. What? He's he's a short guy. He's he's on the shorter end of the Bigfoot. He's on the real short end of the Bigfoot spectrum. So wait, how big is his foot? That's a great question because my next bullet point says he has a 20-inch footprint. That does not add, that does <laughs> not, that's not is that's, he okay? What type of clownery is Santiago Sam? Has he seen a doctor? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wait, has he seen um, has he applied oh for gosh. clown school? What's the word? Oh, has he seen a... Um... Oh my god. I can't he think got... of the word. The people that make shoes. Does it start with a P? Cobbler? Yes, it does not start with a P. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking of peddler, which is not, no. not the same thing. I don't know if you were aware. Yeah, yeah. No, peddlers has and cobblers. Seen, has he seen a doctor or a cobbler? I don't believe so, but he has been sighted by at least four rangers. How? If he's that short? I mean, he's got some big feet. He's out there clunking around. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Clunking feels mean. (laughs) (laughs) It felt a little harsh, but... (laughs) I'm sorry, he does have big feet for his size, okay? He does. This looks like a pretty standard measuring tape. Yeah. And that's just four sites by rangers and other people. Also, there's tons of sightings of him just in general. Is this a picture? Yes. But I'll, I'll tell you about it in just a second. So okay. it's actually believed that his small stature has helped this little Bigfoot survive by hiding in scrub brush. Little Bigfoot. That's precious. Uh, so, yes, a little Bigfoot. He's been able to use his size to his advantage. Now, the picture that I added, this is often associated with Santiago Sam. It's like the first picture that comes up. But this is reportedly a bear with mange that was actually shot in Pennsylvania. But you'll you'll see this almost every single time that you look up uh, Santiago Sam. That does not look like a bear. No, like A bear with not. mange, okay. But like the, the stature and the way it's walking yeah it doesn't look like a bear to me no and if it is a bear it looks like a bear with more than just mane Uh uh-huh because that's a real skinny freaking bear it really is and i still can't i can't even figure out like which way he's walking if he's walking i think his head's his head's to the um left right so i think he's walking to the left of that tree his head's to the left, right? Shut up. That's not what I meant. <laughs> his I'm head not. is walking. His head is facing left and he's walking to the left of the tree. Okay. I got you. Okay. I can see that now. That's a brain bender. Yes. And I think it has to do with like the shadows. It's kind of hard to see mm-hmm. where its head would be. But I'm pretty sure that it, that's its booty facing us. Somebody really needs to get that bear some help. 
Look, I don't know what happened with it. I just know it had mange and that picture was taken in Pennsylvania. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, true, because there are no bears here. Yeah. So that is Santiago Sam. We also have the Black Star Waddlers. Of course we do. (laughs) They're also called Black Star Dwarves. So the initial sightings of these were documented, or at least the ones that I could find were January of 1995, when a group of friends that were hunting at Black Star Canyon would see them. They're believed to be two feet tall, dark in color. It's not clear if this meant that their skin was dark in color or their fur was dark in color. It's just a dark in color. But most notably, they waddle as they walk. So Black Star Waddlers. Uh, But what, what are they? They're like dwarves. So they're like little gnomes. Yeah, kind of. Are they fat? I assume if they're waddling. Oh, I mean, that's what I would assume. That's why I asked. (laughs) I'm envisioning like dwarves or like gnomes. That's what I'm picturing are are like gnomes. Yeah. Which I know gnomes and dwarves are different, but. I'm picturing like a cross between the two. Yeah. And we're not talking about like someone with dwarfism. We're talking like the the cryptid dwarves. Yeah. Are they okay. good or bad? No one knows. No one's gotten close enough. They've just seen them. Okay, well, that's fair. I'm not going to walk towards something like that. Apparently, they're smarter than the kid in your story last week. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, that's not a dog. Let's chase it. No. Follow it. Okay. Yeah. No, sir. No, I think it was John. One man even claimed to have seen their doppelganger. At Black Star Canyon. <laughs> so they explained that they went to the canyon with their friends to go see an abandoned school bus that had been there. And I'll talk about the abandoned school bus later, I promise. But they go there. They kind of get some eerie feelings. They say they see, like, the lights of the bus flash on and off when they were leaving, but they didn't have headlights. So they're like, okay, someone's playing a prank. They're heading back to their car. And while they're headed back to their car, the the person is like, I saw a dark figure behind us and it's at night of course they're doing this at night of course they are but they notice a black figure or a dark figure following them back to their car and they're like it kept kind of getting closer every time i turned to look at it and when they finally were like all right we're back to the car i'm gonna confront this person see if they need something because they don't know at this point but he says he shines the flashlight on them and what they were confronted with was what they claim to have been a sickly looking version of themselves. Run. So they got in the car, take off, speed away, and they're like, all right, creepy. Saw my doppelganger. I got away. And then a couple days later or a month later, I can't remember the timeline because I didn't write it down, of course. They would get a text from a friend saying, hey, what were you doing in so-and-so town? And they're like, I wasn't in so-and-so town. So they believe their doppelganger, like the night before. So they believe their mm-hmm. doppelganger was seen in that town. I don't know what to tell you, but you're screwed. I know, right? Sorry. <laughs> There's also an area called the Vortex. Um, it's basically a portion of the Canyon Trail that's known for a very intense energy and frequent paranormal activity. People often get a lot of EVPs, they hear voices, hear unexplainable sounds, rocks are thrown, and a lot of apparitions are seen here. Some people theorize that in this area, it was, basically the area was created by multiple negative large-scale events. So murder, massacre, 
flooding, more murder, you know. Yeah. Not great things. So essentially the, the theory is that this created a rift in time and space or possibly across dimensions or opened some sort of portal. And now in that area, there's spookies. I mean, I feel like based on this place's history, based on this canyon's history, if anywhere is going to be haunted, seems as good a place as any. So there's the vortex. They also have claims of something that we've covered before. La Llorona. Oh, no. I know what that is. It's a story that we covered way back when. Like, I think Brie covered the story. Was that the, the owl lady? I th- no. think so. I think was so. Was it? Oh, yeah. I thought that was La Lechuza. Uh, maybe. I think we've covered La Llorona, haven't we? Maybe I'm thinking the wrong one. You know what? We have a whole ass spreadsheet I could consult. Troll F. La. Oh, we have not. <gasps> uh-huh. Okay, I'm just kidding, guys. We haven't covered La Llorona. Um, who did we cover then? La Lechuza. Was it La Lechuza? Yeah, I remember that one because I remember it was an owl. And I remember, um, I think we were okay because you cuss at her to keep her away. So we were like, oh, that's we're right, good. That's right. Yeah, La Chusa. I'm sorry, I got them mixed up. So because I was thinking that we had covered this story, I didn't include details thinking I was just going to tell you guys to go listen back. But I suck. <laughs> I actually think La Lechuza was the last episode Brie did with us. And that's why I was thinking La Irona. Okay. Either way, it's a ghostly spear of some sort. So... Well, I'm going to add it to the spreadsheet. It's already on the spreadsheet. Well, I'm not adding it to the spreadsheet. Okay. I only saw it was on the spreadsheet because I looked and it wasn't taken. So anyways, she's basically believed to live in a well and often appears with the head of a horse. Now it makes sense to me why I don't remember those details because (laughs) we never covered this story. So La Llorona, we'll, we'll cover that one, guys. I apologize. I truly thought we had already covered it. Um, so I don't have a lot of details on that one because I thought I'd be like, listen back. Sorry. Now, listen every- forward. Yeah, listen forward. <laughs> Look forward to something. When we cover it, I don't know. Now, every canyon also has to have its classic lady in white. Of course. So, of course, Black Star Canyon also has the lady in white. She tends to be seen around corners on the trails. She's often seen out of the corner of the eye. Some claim she is crying or at least visibly upset. And some claim that the lady in white is potentially La Irona. So, there you have it. You also have the ghost of the murder that are believed to still remain there. Many claim to see Native American ghost or potentially the ghost of James Gregg, who was murdered in the canyon. They claim to hear music, tribal drums, conversations in the bushes, screams, howls, chanting, just everything conversations in the in the bushes (laughs) that is the worst one out of everything you just said i know you're why are you just chilling hanging out talking in a bush what i guess maybe they were chilling hanging out talking before there was a bush there maybe that could be a thing but what no i hate that maybe it's two ghosts that are like peeking through the the bush to be like is that our next spooky target oh thanks i hate that even more (laughs) appreciate it you're welcome there's also the abandoned school bus so there was a bus that would lose reportedly 
lose control in the 1970s. It's believed that the bus crashed into Black Star Canyon and killed everyone on board, which did include children. And then it was left there, the abandoned bus. Now, while this event has no records of actually having happened, it's still widely believed. That's why the school bus was just there in the canyon for years. Because mm-hmm. it was there, and I included the picture. The bus was actually removed either in 2013 or, or I'm sorry, either in 2012 or 2013. You said but you before- included the picture? Yeah, it should be in there. I don't see a bus. Mm, I think you're blind. Unless it overrode it, I don't know. I thought there were more pictures I included, but I feel like I was missing a couple. Let me grab the bus picture really quick. Unless this is one of those, like, Google verifications, and I'm just completely overlooking the bus. No, it's not in there. It's supposed to be. Yeah, I think what happened, because there were a couple pictures I felt like were missing. But then when I went back in, I didn't remember what pictures I added. So... Okay. My bad. I didn't realize I deleted it. That is a creepy bus. Yes. It's definitely creepy. Again, there's no evidence and there's no reports that state that it was actually someone lost control. Obviously someone lost control. But there's no evidence that anyone lost their lives in this crash. Yeah. Like, this was not put here. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Was this was this underwater at any point? Like, I know they found fossils and stuff, but I mean, this area is, I didn't find anything to say it was underwater recently, in the last few hundred years, unless you count the month of rain in February of whatever year. Uh, No, I was just wondering, because I know sometimes, like, in canyons and stuff where people go scuba diving, they'll throw old cars in there. But I don't think that was a thing here. No. And even the bus itself looks really old, and that just lends to the creepy factor. Mm-hmm. Again, n- no evidence that anyone died in this accident with this bus. Okay. It has since been removed, but before it was removed, people claimed to see ghostly apparitions of children. They also no. claimed to see handprints on the bus's windows, as if someone were trying to escape, or children were trying to escape. What windows? I don't know. They said windows. Maybe they had them at some point in time. Possibly. Or maybe a ghostly apparition shows a window. Okay. Even with the bus having been removed, people claim to still see children's spirits, or more specifically, they can hear children's spirits that might be crying for help. Oh, God. So that's the abandoned school bus. And then you also see or have a lot of claims of UFOs. There's a lot of frequent sightings in Black Star Canyon. They see flashing lights, unexplainable sounds, fast-flying objects. Many claim it's not planes, which planes do frequently go over this canyon. But they note that there is a very big difference between a plane's behavior versus what they see. So there's just a whole plethora of paranormal activity here. You got everything. You got cryptids, UFOs, you've got... Spookies, you've got everything. And today you can obviously go visit the canyon, go do the hike up to see the the ruins. But there are also a lot of ghost walks that you can find available. So if you wanted to do the ghost hunting at night, you could do a ghost walk. And again, there's also just a lot of hiking trails that are very popular as well. There's a waterfall you can go visit. I personally want to go see the uh, Native American village that was abandoned. Mm -hmm. that's all I want to see but after that I'm done 
that does sound really interesting. Um, I don't think I care to see um, anything else. You don't want to see La Llorona, even though I don't mm-hmm. know much about her and I thought she was La Lechusa? I could do without a horse coming out of a well, yeah. I, I think. Okay. Horse yeah, I think head. Could... Horse head. That's worse. That's worse. I don't want any horse part coming out of a well. Even if it's an entire horse? Yeah. Why is it down there? How is Hanging it down out? there? I don't know. Hanging out? Did you really just hit me with that? (laughs) (laughs) I sure did. (laughs) And I'm not sorry about it. (laughs) But that is the story of Black Star Canyon. This place just feels so negative. It does. There's been a lot of negative events happening there. Um, And I personally don't want to go, but that's just me. I mean, I do, but I want to go in the daytime. We'll go in the daytime. It does look pretty. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Helen Hills Podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram, Helen Hills Podcast, X, formerly Twitter, Helen Hills Pod, or Facebook by searching Helen Hills Podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Helen Hills Podcast Linktree. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through Patreon, where we're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or words of encouragement, please email us at helenheelspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well. Bye. Bye.